All right, your grease trap fucked up. Go ahead. <laughs> grease trap, my grease trap fucked up. <laughs> boiled over, turned out just to be a water backlog. And luckily, I hadn't eaten that day and cleaned it out. What is the Almost purpose of the grease trap in a restaurant for all the newbies all the, and the novices? The so the grease trap uh, keeps any grease, oil, fats from entering the public sewer line. So that, um, and then the grease. We have a company that comes out and manually removes the grease from the grease trap like once a month. Mm-hmm. Is it the guys that come in with the big thing? And they then come up with a big tank. Uh, is it a long hair guy? Do you go with that guy? Uh, Two guys, medium. long hair, comes in with a little... Dad and a son. Yes. Do you know him? I think we used to do our old grease trap over there too. Yeah, uh, they've been around. he's been around town for a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah, really nice guy. Uh, nice guy. Uh, comes in, sucks it up, basically like chop backs the grease out of the grease trap mm-hmm. and... That's it. You just had a had a little blockage mm-hmm. in the pipes after the after the trap, so the water backed up, and then you know mm-hmm. fat sits on top of water. So mm-hmm. it, it was pleasant yeah. to clean out. I, I loved it. <laughs> What's another <laughs> so, grease trap uh, situation you ever had in your culinary career? Uh, we've had one that uh, the old the old ones that we had were metal and they rusted out on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And one day, slow you know slowly, all of a sudden you see a leak and yeah take care of it and uh, you know uh, we have one more metal one that when it fails we'll replace it with a mm. uh, what's it called polyurethane plastic mm. that's the one we have now yeah the one, the one we replace so we got one more to go at some point nice I don't know it's okay we had some guy from the city come one time there, there's the the city sends someone out what did he say? He said, oh, no, I come by every month. I'm like, no, you don't, dude. <laughs> I seen you three years ago. Exactly. Saying the same shit that you come every month. And I'm like, you do not. You are a one-man department. And giving me, uh, <laughs> giving me a piece of paper to fill out that I filled out for two months. And then I just, like, give up because if they don't care, I'm not going to care. Yeah, exactly. I got, I got other things to do, like make schedules around people's oh. request time off and find produce to come in, find meats to come in. What department is in charge of that? Man. Uh, sewage. I think it's under like the civil works. Civil works sewage. Thing, and I think Pipe it's sewage, Department of Water and Sewage, mm. something like that. Strange. Yeah. Maybe mm. Water Works. Yep. Uh, no, well, he, but no, he comes in every month. I yeah, just every uh, month. He's a ghost. You haven't Except, seen him. Yeah, and there. He doesn't make his presence known. Yeah, and then uh, what did I asked him for. Uh, this is how this is how I told him yeah. that he came in. He's like, "Oh, I'm here every month," and I was like, "Well, you're not. So, yeah. can you can you give me like four or five <laughs> of those sheets right now? Because I'm not going to see you for like two years." And he's like, "Oh, no, you'll see me next month." Okay, just so everyone knows, that was like three or four months ago, and I have not seen him. And I'm almost about to fill up the one sheet that he gave me Jeez. with. It's just like a log. Yeah. It's. I could verify the same thing with my invoices from the from the grease trap guys, just saying that hey, they come, they service it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just worried about me not letting uh, fats and oils into the to the city sewage line, which is you know would ruin their their stuff. And it's fine, I don't care. But then I was talking to him, and he said that there's other restaurants that are so old that like no work has been done. Mm-hmm. They're grandfathered in. They have no grease trap. Shit. And I was like. That would seem, if it's this important that you're going to come, you know, in air quotes Monthly. every month, yeah. that at some point you would have forced them to do something. Yeah. You know? So, I, is it important? I could see how it is because, you know, when fact it's cold, it solidifies. Mm-hmm. And then it blocks up the pipes. But that's the whole water system. I don't know. I don't know, man. So, that's what every... If, that's just like another thing of the government wasting my time. Thank you. That's every That's every restaurant in Old Sacramento is, is grandfathered in, I could assume. Probably. And I'm yeah. down, you know. I like to see old sacks survive. But either it's important yeah. or it's not important. I'm thinking in my head that they were able to function. They've been functioning this whole time without a Greek trap. Yeah. It's like, what do you... There has been a system in place before a yeah. grease trap where they're able to get rid of grease somehow. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the city just has to deal with it. Maybe it's a mess on their end and they just figure it's cheap. I mean, I'm sure it's cheaper for the city to make me do it. Yeah. And I don't. I don't mind doing it. I just don't want someone coming up hassling me once every three years, telling me this is ultra important. I need to put it at the top of my party list, and then, you know, what I mean, I'll follow like, up. I'm busy. Yeah, like, I'm busy. I run a fucking restaurant. Like, am I doing it? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. So I don't know why you gotta come hassle me. Like, leave me alone, dude. <laughs> I'm probably like one of the few man. people that actually cares about it because I'm like, a hippie. oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? oh truth, truth. Yeah, like when our grease trap, when I heard it was, oh, I was like on my day off, I like sprinted over there on my bike and. Mm 
dealt with it right away because I didn't want any oil. Yeah. And, you know, every time we spill anything, I, like, sweep it into the trash. I don't just dump it down the sink and yeah. stuff like that. So. Is your grease trap on the line, near the line? Or is no, it no, it's in, in the a dish area. Well, I, I guess I prep? have one. Uh, I have to have one on the prep sink mm-hmm. that we, like, wash produce and stuff in yeah, just yeah. in case. Uh, and then I have one on the uh, dishwashing station. Oh, okay. Oof. And then, you know, Oof. scraping, scraping helps, scraping your plates and stuff like that. So. Little things, nuanced. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, every time those grease trap guys come out, that's, I got to pay. Yeah. So whether they come once every five weeks or once every four weeks, Take I pay the, the same, same amount. Yeah. You know, mm. whatever, every, each time they come. So if I can stretch it out to five weeks. Such yeah. a strange business. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, all the, all the variables yeah. and then the price. It's and then a, the profit margin, you're like, who actually that, gets into this? Those are, those are the costs <laughs> that people don't think about when, you know, it's like your food cost is 33, mm-hmm. your labor mm-hmm. cost is another 33. And then mm-hmm. people are like, so you have a 33% profit? I'm like, no, Mm-mm. it's down to five. Yeah. And like one of the 0.2% mm-hmm. little cuts of a million cuts is the grease trap guy. Mm-hmm. Is it the ABC sent mail this today? We oh, really? Them for just, just nothing. Mafia stuff. Pay up basically yeah government mafia stuff yeah what was it that was like 450 bucks just to have a piece of paper that says we can serve beer and wine see that doesn't make sense and what do they they don't do anything for when's us. the last time you seen an abc rep never uh, ever I, i've never seen one. Uh, exactly i think i heard about them like the going boogeyman. into uh, a different restaurant in midtown because somehow they were the ones in charge of the mask mandate we talked about yeah, that we yeah talked about that. rumor yeah. has it but it was a boogeyman but i never saw him yeah. I've never seen ABC. Ever. I do know, or like this restaurant we're sitting across the street from, they've seen them for sure because mm-hmm. they have a different license than we do. And they're explaining to me like all the nuances and how the ABC is always on them because mm-hmm. of their license is a little bit different. Yeah. It's like nightclubs see ABC. Mine's a pretty standard one. So they'll probably, not, I'll probably never see one as yeah. long as I pay my bill in time. So you just got to pay the mafia and then you're good yeah, to go. You just pay, you pay your protection and extortion money. Man. And you're set. See? All right, what else were we talking about? We was talking about Chipotle, Chipotle alumni, Chipotle. RDIF chips, or R- R- RFID, RFID chips RFID. on their supply chain yeah. and up-to-date, up-to-the-minute inventory. That's Nowhere crazy. and stuff you go. That's like some new age. I mean, that's theoretically, like it makes sense. Meta, Metaverse, mm-hmm. I don't know, all that stuff combined, and that's cool. Yeah. It's, you know, I think it's, uh, all, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, that's totally protect some lawsuit protection. That's the only reason that kind of thing exists, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I read that 2000, what, 19, 18, whatever that incident was. I think they paid out, yeah, 20 million plus yeah. in lawsuits. Because now, mm-hmm. now with that, if someone comes in and sues them, they can just pull up that RFID information cool. and be like, it was never near you. Track or it to the source. Yeah. It was here. It's actually not our fault. We did every part of our, you mm-hmm. know, so we only had to pay $1,000 rather than $10,000 or whatever. It's crazy. I mean, especially um, at a place like I still go to Chipotle, but when I go to Chipotle, I don't care like where that lettuce was on its journey. Mm-hmm. I just care that I got some on my bowl. Yeah. So, like when I go to like a like a spot like mine, where I might or might not expect the guy serving me the meat or whatever thing on my plate to kind of have a vague idea of where it comes from. Mm-hmm. People at Chipotle paying what twelve, fifteen bucks. For a bowl, they ain't caring. They don't care. That's yeah, that's all what I think. Lawsuit protection. Yeah, lawsuit protection. But I was also thinking in my head, and we were talking about that off, setting the precedence for fast casual. Um, and I Definitely don't know what that is. If that's bar. incorporating another shade of business into the food industry again, because I could yeah. I could imagine a, a, a semi-formal to you know formal restaurant that has multiple chains possibly looking into something like that too. Mm-hmm. You know for so. Sure. That's what I'm thinking. Well, yeah, it's like when it's it gets too much that like one person can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's always cheaper to get some kind of electronic service to do it for you. Yeah, it's just crazy. It, 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 um, Technology integration with stuff yeah. like that. It does make sense though, because I, I mean, you know, filling out fucking order sheets and shit, yeah. and inventory. You're like, oh, what the fuck? What it? What yeah. do we got? Well, humans make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Computers just add. Yeah. Add and subtract. That's it. That's all they do. Yeah, it's just an interesting sense of tracking. I think I see it one of two ways. Either it's good because there's a lot of transparency, and mm-hmm. then in the case of a major outbreak as such, it's it can be traced to the minute, to the hour, to the pinpoint yeah. location, which I think, I guess, is appropriate. But then it also puts into effect this kind of uh, separation of 
not necessarily accountability, but more of a seems like a more of a disconnect. I think the more integration of technology into food uh, takes away from the overall, you know, uh, the overall business in in a sense. Yeah. It is commerce, person to person. You're we're developing trust. Like mm -hmm. you know, you're going to your mushroom lady, or you're going to your you know microgreens person. That relationship, and then how they do business, and how you do business. That is the essence of that transaction. When it becomes, well, RDIF that, or you know RFID that, and then yeah, okay, I'll I'll just you know text you, and yeah. then it becomes kind of like, oh, I never been to the farm, but you know we know where it's coming from, and yeah. they send us pictures, and you know it, it's starting to possibly yeah, keep that separation that. thing. You know, yeah, I think that would be a negative thing of it. Uh, I was just thinking right now too about. Was it last time or two times ago when we were talking about uh, some law that the McDonald's guy was against? Like, uh, if you get, we were saying something like, if, it, if once you get so big, you should have added rules on you. Yes. This yeah. this this is like an example of like when you get big, you have more capital and things are just uh, possible or easily mm -hmm. or easily accomplished. Like, there's no way I'm gonna attach RFID chips to everything I do. You know, I I got a business instantly. Mm -hmm. But like for Chipotle, I'm sure what probably took them a year to think about and kind yeah. of plan it, and then maybe two months to implement it. I think they, it. yeah, they were talking about it. It's been an idea they've been coasting with at least possibly two years, somewhere around that. Yeah. Obviously, since the Just incident, thinking out the logistics, mm -hmm. and then as soon as you figure it out, they probably implemented it. Yeah, like that. See, and what I'm or thinking, I'm never doing that. But because, but see, here's what I'm thinking because that's. Like we talk about fast casual, right? Let's just say that sets the precedence for chains across the country, and then limited chains. I could see something like In and Out doing that, right? Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a good thing mm -hmm. that they're doing it. I think Chipotle is great at stuff mm -hmm. like this, and I think it's one of those things that might end up being like, well, that's a new rule for like once you get past ten locations, then mm -hmm. you have to do some kind of tracking system. See, but is that government mandated or is that? I don't know. A, you know, a company uh, it, definitely taking, be something like if it ass. showed up on the ballot. I'd probably vote for mm -hmm. just uh, because you know I'm all in favor of people making money, mm -hmm. and like I'm going to do the same thing. Whatever advantage I can get, I'm going to take to make more money. Yeah, you know, it's true. And uh, I can trust myself mm -hmm. that I'm going to do it in a correct way, but I'm not going to trust someone else. Yeah, you know. And so it's just one of those ways to uh, verify that. As, as a general consumer mm -hmm. that I'm going to be protected because that is the function of the government is to kind of make everything safe for everybody. But the illusion it, of safety. It's also one of those things that makes me worried about giving the government too much power because they, they tend to mess it up or abuse it. So. Or control a restaurant through yeah, their policy. Yeah, over-control it. Yeah. yeah so. See, what I'm thinking is if it sets the precedence for fast casual – and let's just say it's expensive technology now. Let's just say a couple years down the road, clearly there's the opportunity for a smaller type business to accommodate for a smaller type business. Mm -hmm. Where it's like a uh, that Italian joint, hot Italian. Even yeah. though I think they're I think they're recently shut down. I think they just closed one of their. I think they like downsized. Okay, downsized. Regardless, but they were one of the first to do that whole LEDDI whatever certification for all their oh for energy the kind lead. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so something like that, right? with that type of technology with the RFID even though like to your point most people really don't care where it comes from mm -hmm. but also it's one of those you know words that you yeah. know or one of oh, those things sure. that could easily it's one of those be. lists you turn up on when mm -hmm. you know hippie Joe Schmo is yes. like what, what companies are lead certified yeah and they're like oh mm -hmm. I don't know see and that's I, why it's, it's funny. one of those yeah. little decisions that every business person has to make about is this going to help me bring in money? Is mm -hmm. this going to hurt me? Mm -hmm. Is it going to help me in the short term, hurt me in the long term? Is it going to hurt me in the short term, help me in the long term? Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I'm yeah. definitely going to watch where it goes. Well, the integration with digital, for sure. I mean, I've always uh, entertained. I know there's some apps out there that do, like, uh, what's it called? Like, ordering systems with, you know, certain companies for, you know, produce or, or goods. You get called by them all the time. Exactly. Wasting my time. Well, yeah. See, so you figure you're like, obviously, this is, I'm not the only one being harbored in for these services, mm -hmm. but clearly there are people using them. Yeah. It's like yeah. a new market is trying to be created. Exactly. And people yeah. are just, like, on the ground floor, like, hey, if this turns into something, I'm starting here. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that's why it's kind of uh, what we were talking about off camera about, like, Portland, right? Yeah. So maybe the type of culture in terms of food out there where the illusion may seem like people are really caring about it and something like that would actually fly more out there where maybe here 
the integration of an idea like that maybe isn't fully embraced, but somebody figured out like, well, I'm definitely cashing in on a demographic of people that are into it. And then slowly the changing of food culture, you know, could, could end up there. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it does, but yeah. I would, I, I find that fascinating, especially now that, you know, fast casual, something like that. Um, to me, it kind of bridged the gap of, you know, high quality food. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could put the way that they operate business and, and the ingredients they get are just as, you know, good and, and uh, just as regimented as, as your, you know, neighborhood restaurant that is also of a high quality. Yeah. And that's rare to be seen, or at least now we're finally unveiling what's happening with these right. businesses. These things are public, you know, knowledge and they're constantly changing. And I always look to them as like the benchmark um because i think from those they trickle down not everything gets to small businesses right. but some of that stuff but m- someone's laid the groundwork mm-hmm. yeah there's like uh once something's made it can be like miniaturized or maximized mm-hmm. you know yeah and beforehand i never would have thought of that mm-hmm. I, personally i think it's a smart play by them yeah. i think uh it makes it, it kind of fixes whatever pr was left over negative pr that was left over from those incidents mm-hmm. uh and i think you know, it's like another feather in the hat for people who like Chipotle to like talk to their friends who mm-hmm. want to talk shit. Like, well, another selling point. You know, mm-hmm. keeps them in the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just interesting. Just we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I have a feeling it's gonna be uh, just one of those moves that kind of disappears in like a month or two. No one's gonna think about it ever again. Kind of like the uh, what were we talking about the groceries. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Like groceries in France can't like throw away old food anymore Mm -hmm. no one talks about that anymore that disappeared that's like the next news story right it just gets in there yeah it'd be nice you know if all this stuff was all the time but yeah who actually embraces it and how it incorporates yeah it's hard to say what actually gets thrusted into commonplace because even looking at the industry now um things haven't changed much um but let's just say for example there's another thing that i was reading up on more on a locality you know on a local situation uh, talking about, I think uh, some people in town on the government side are talking about you know outdoor seating kind of coming down within the oh, next you know year I or hope two. Not. But see, that's the debate. So I, I didn't really. I just kind of tagged through the article. I didn't really read like all the all the points. But um, that's kind of what the mention was, and I think that's up for debate. A lot of people are expressing interest in the outdoor dining, obviously, but clearly with things kind of back open. A lot of that space is public sidewalks, some of that. Even right. people have it into the parking area. Mm-hmm. Um, looks great. And what we talked about before, I think it works out for Sacramento just based on weather. Like the farm to fork capital, how do you – you can't close that off. Like, uh, right? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. And we have the weather that, you know – We do have the weather to support it mm-hmm. for, what, probably seven months out of the year yeah. at least. Yeah. You know, it gets hot here. It's nice. I, I That'd be a – in my opinion, you know, obviously one-sided opinion, but that'd be a mistake on mm-hmm. their part to get rid of that. Yeah, I'm curious to know how that goes because I want to say whatever I was reading, I think projected it maybe a year or two. Um, they'll probably have a final say on you know yeah. whether the people have to take it down or not, and that's right. primarily exclusively in I would you know bet downtown. They make people take it down because yeah. they they want the money for the permit. Mm-hmm. Because they'll allow them, but then they got to re... Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, well, now instead of, <laughs> yeah. like, us letting you do it for free, now mm-hmm. you're going to have to, like, pay... Get a permit to build that, yeah, got to get a cade, whatever that, yep, yeah. exactly. And then we're going to make you enclose it, and... Yep. I don't know. I think that's a total mistake, but the city's going to do what it's going to do, mm-hmm. right, and regardless of what people want. Yeah. That's See, and that's what's strange about being, in, and as I was thinking about it, in Sacramento being you know the capital of california and california being its own country essentially mm-hmm. and then restaurants being here and stuff like that because the notion that you're mentioning is like yeah man i mean they're gonna do what they're gonna do if you got every restaurant to stand up and do it that stuff would still go down oh, because i sure. think that we are the guinea pig or we are the example meaning they are gonna implement the policy regardless and then that kind of spreads out to the outer yeah. You know, I, cities I hope and regions. That happens because mm-hmm. I think we've seen that on a number of different things going on around the country right now. Is like people get loud enough. The local government, at least, mm-hmm. I don't have any examples for the federal government, but mm-hmm. like cities seem to be. If the city people get loud enough, they kind of back off mm-hmm. like right away because they're like, it's too much effort to fight the mm-hmm. mass. Yeah, we're in the is, media, and it's not is, a like, good thing. Cool thing that mm-hmm. like it's like oh like the people are kind of realizing like in numbers together. Mm-hmm. The city do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. 
Yeah. See, and that's what sucks because I think as you know, continues to grow. There's there's now a new blood of restaurants in Sacramento. I think I was reading a couple of headlines: twenty five plus new restaurants oh. within the last you know couple, couple two years, yeah, oh, year wow. two months, whatever. That's I, awesome, a lot. So I mean. That's what's going to be good interesting. New restaurants, actually, too. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, different concepts, dining halls, uh, ghost kitchens. As crazy yeah, as those things sound, points too. Exactly. So there's a lot more variable, and I'm I'm a big proponent of more is better because then it's a it's more of a is yeah because it, it 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 sharpens everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like yo, step your game up. You, if this person's selling this curry at this price point out of a ghost kitchen, and you're a sit down, that curry got to be as good spot on if not more and then yeah. it draws everybody to it get does. out there no it's it's great mm-hmm. i'm super into it yeah you know? someone the other day was like what would you do there's gonna be like a, a new spot open like right behind us and like are you worried i'm like no it's what great. at the at the two-story right, joint where uh yeah where oh, really? diver used to be someone bought it be, someone bought it they're cleaning out and they're gonna open some mexican bar mm. food thing i don't know are they going to utilize upstairs, or is that? I have no idea Ooh. what they're doing. All I heard is that it's a mess inside, I and figured. it's going to take them longer. Mm-hmm. Imagine that a renovation taking longer than you think. Yeah. Oh man, that building itself too. That one's a. I'm pretty I'm, sure I'm that's a grandfathered it, thing. Yeah, I'm super into it because people will come there. If mm-hmm. they're busy, they're going to come to me, and if I'm busy, they're going to go to them. Yeah, it adds to the block. Yeah. So, for all the the bad things about Sacramento becoming bigger, harder to. You know, find a place to rent, f- harder to find a place to buy, more traffic on the road. There, you know, that all drives more economy to the yeah. city, though. So that stuff's pretty good. Right? Yeah. No, I, I, you want to be I a bigger city, you got to mm-hmm. be a bigger city. You got to take in the shitty and take in the good. Yeah. It's going to yeah. happen. I mean, like, a, like we talk about, like, you know, with the, the I think, homeless situation. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, coming from Frisco, you know, living there, it's like that essentially comes with big city. Yeah. It's, it's only inevitable, but. In that comes opportunity for everybody else to get in there from all mm-hmm. fields. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, outdoor dining, I, I think it should stay. Um, but I know there are some that are, you know, jerry-rigged and aren't the best-looking situations. But there are some beautiful yeah. patios. So Some people have made it look so nice. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. and There's more nicer ones than there are shitty ones, to be honest. For sure. Yeah, because sure. I think people really looked at it like, well, shit, this is our one opportunity to, you know, essentially add chairs. To get it going. Yeah. And then, like... Maybe we save that money so when eventually they come mm-hmm. charge us, we've made the money. Yeah, we've made it tenfold, yeah. and if we could stay, then we just added more seats yeah. without really heavy permits, heavy, you know, cost for build. Yeah, and taking advantage of the outside space. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it I makes mean, the city look nicer. It does, especially when people are out. It actually yeah. makes sense in a place like this. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it helps us like live up to the name that we're trying to. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've had so many people come in and be like oh the city's just alive right now mm-hmm. it's like yeah because everyone's outside because you see it yeah you, you can visually see it firsthand see it. Mm-hmm. and just like makes you feel good that like oh there is like hope and stuff like that so yeah. it's cool yeah cool. hopefully we'll see but i mean like you said government uh you know let, let's see if they're gonna you know kind of make it hard on restaurants to kind of keep those things going mm-hmm. um but then again also on the on the flip side there's a lot of restaurants that aren't even able to you know uh have enough staff to just take care of the people inside true true <laughs> i've ran into that a couple of times mm-hmm. you go out somewhere to eat yeah there's like empty chairs yeah and you're like what and i can hear other people waiting saying what and i'm people i'm with are like what's going on mm-hmm. i'm like because they have like five people working what yeah. do you mean yeah. what's going on yeah that's they five have, people total yeah they, have five, <laughs> yeah they have like five people total working yeah. like sure we can sit down but then they're not going to talk to you mm-hmm. and you know as much as even my friends are like no i'd be fine I'm like no you wouldn't be fine no as soon as you sit down, you expect to get served. See, and I think maybe is that the new shift with as things open up and it's going to take a while for a new workforce to get into the mm-hmm. industry. Um, will that change the behavior of dining? Uh, the patrons know? and stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. like you were talking about when you were uh, I hope, I working the floor. Does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the patience factor and what I the, the contrast I talked about when it was, you know, sympathy dollars and sympathy you know business where it's like hey man we're here to support you you know patient take your time exactly now that that's out the window yeah it's like hey can i just get a a glass of wine like hold on i got nine tables but just one yes like nine tables like i was telling you Mm -hmm. last night like an ex person who used to be a server came in Mm -hmm. five minutes before he closed you know i had to go clean up vomit in the bathroom (laughs) because someone threw up (laughs) i had to like talk to like five tables you know the that were more important than this one person who used to serve a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, 
can I skip your wine for a second, dude? Like, yeah. I got people who are spending real money. Yeah, bear with me. You know, me. like, much more money who have been waiting way longer. Like, yeah. I don't care. Ahead of you. I yeah, understand. Ahead, like, I want to take care of you. You know this. I know you can't see the line mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in first-person view, but, like, it exists. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah was, and then they ended up getting in and leaving like right as i was coming out to talk to him I'm like whatever dude i mean i don't know yeah i i'm one person and mm-hmm. I, I can only get to so many people and the argument of like i should just hire more people is yeah. completely like irrelevant because you know what people don't see is then like the other the exact opposite of that night that can happen at the same time or the next night or or forever where i'm just like not busy and then what mm-hmm. i'm just send people home well i also can't do that exactly if you bring someone in you have to pay them yeah and you know it's um, the I'm restaurant not, balance. i'm not asking people to recognize all the rules and stuff that i have to go through mm-hmm. uh it's a little patience because that's like when i go to footlocker or whatever mm-hmm. i don't care about whatever rules you got to follow i just know you got this product and i want it or yeah i don't want it and but man does patience go a long way mm-hmm. i got like some free stuff today at somewhere else just because i was just like oh you Waiting. guys take your time yeah i went to the bathroom and saw someone had made a mess clean i was like hey guys uh there's a mess in the bathroom i just threw all the stuff away for you yeah You're just gonna need new paper towels you know that that's definitely above and beyond yeah but or i think just because i was patient they were like, oh, my God, thank that you. sounds crazy that that is above and beyond. Yeah, just to, like, yeah. I see trash on the ground just mm-hmm. to pick it up Yeah, in a bathroom where I'm going to wash my hands the millisecond after I throw it away. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, see, and I think those are the cultural changes. But, I mean, obviously, this is going to be slow oh, moving. I like that. That's the cultural. Oh, I, that, that got my brain going for what? sure. What? Well, because we both, we both talked about, like, so many times how people are like, well, in other countries, this and other. I'm like yeah because the culture there is to like be respectful and mm-hmm. be patient and mm-hmm. it's like if you're not even willing to do your part how can you expect the government to mandate uh, uh what's it called Par- parental leave mm-hmm. you're not willing to do your part of that culture yeah you, you know it's just like it's like i want my cake to, and eat it too yeah, people just want which is fine yeah totally but fine you have to recognize that you mm-hmm. just want but i think that's what's kind of weird as we continue forward and kind of track progress with you know, government intervention or government involvement with, you know, businesses, small businesses, restaurants. Um, Cause that's what you kind of see, at least in that dichotomy where it's like, yeah, a lot of wants so far to the point where we become a lot more, you know, reliant possibly, or just more like, well, just tell us what to do. And yeah, we, sh- we, we, sh- we deserve that. It's like, no, it's not, I mean, I get that, but there is a certain level. I think that, you know, everybody could kind of work towards and stuff like that. Because like I said, we're just coming off a whole situation for the last two and a half, three years, yeah. where clearly there things have changed, but to come out of it and just try to possibly revert to, no, I mean, I, I, I want my stuff now. Yeah. Like, man, do you realize what we just went through? Like, can we yeah. change this whole dynamic? I, so, in so many instances throughout that process, showed like how being self-centered like was bad for the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I want my community to improve, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. but. That means you have to partake in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just going to happen one day that people buy just enough toilet paper for what they need, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. was like one of the bit or paper towels, or mm-hmm. you know, it's like you have to partake in that. You can't just buy, 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 buy. It's like buy what you need. Yeah. You know, maybe a little extra if that's what you like. Yeah. But don't buy don't hoard. months of toilet paper at one mm-hmm. time. Don't hoard and then flip a side business and then hoard the rest. Yeah. Or for and, all the mm-hmm. gaming nerds, you know, they all know about the chip shortage and mm-hmm. stuff and don't don't go out and you know buy all the new processors and then flip them side hustle. double the price and mm-hmm. then get mad when we're out of toilet paper people doing the same thing i'm like you're doing that yeah you are the problem i mean we are walking contradictory i'm definitely part of that like if you're not part of the solution you are part, part of the, the problem, problem actively yeah. but it's a consciousness thing to be honest i mean it's at some point like cultural yeah. shift like mm-hmm. what we're always saying at the end like listen to listen and yeah. like be kind to other yeah. people because you get it back twice as hard. Yeah. I, I, that's my experience. But sure. I mean, I think, though, but see what you're saying isn't nothing new. This is a, these are almost cliche things what you're saying. Yeah. Like, it's like slow. Yeah, but they prove themselves over and over. Over again. and over again. Yeah. Especially through times as, like, like I said, what we've been experiencing and then trying to really hone in on what the environments are of, of, of uh, restaurants now. I mean, I, it's definitely ever-changing. And I think, you know, trying to point those things out in, 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 in accordance with all, you know, kind of 
slow shifting things that have been happening um, in the industry. It's fascinating. Like I'm curious to see because I think it'll continue to evolve, and I think it never stays still. So I mean, as we talk about these things, they're constantly evolving. I think what we're talking about is like a a wish list of a you know utopia idea, um, and you'll have those moments when people will do that. But those are few and far between. Yeah. Will that continue to roll out? I mean, I, I would be hopeful. There's no other way to look at it, to yeah. be honest. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited for I'm it. Yeah. Do my part to encourage it. Mm-hmm. And, you know. You know, I'm not saying I'm always perfect, but every time that, you know, I get a chance to, like, maybe hold the door open for one more person, mm-hmm. that just, like, it's, like, mindset things. Like, you have to, like, get on the train, and then the train runs itself. Mm-hmm. Like, today I opened the door for somebody, and then the next day I felt good about that, so let me, like, I don't know, pick up some trash off the ground mm-hmm. and hold the door. And then, mm-hmm. like, the third day I, like, pick up some trash, hold the door, and I don't know, a third nice thing. I don't know. Yeah. But then, like, if you start doing that, people will see you do it, mm-hmm. and then hopefully they start doing it yeah but someone it's like everyone wants to be like that middle car ah right? yes no one wants to be the caboose because no. then you're, you were the last hole the guy no one wants to be the conductor either yeah and everybody just, sits in the middle and, and it like, takes courageous cur- yeah. encouraged people to yeah. you know do that you on their own volition is we're already in the middle yes it's already been the people who are first mm-hmm. the people who had that idea yeah they set the precedence already so yeah. we so have the you're blueprint you're not the first one yeah. anymore yeah okay that's yeah. cool yeah. Just be in the middle. Yeah. Be yeah. average. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm still very curious to see how these things, you know, continue to evolve. Like I said, I, I see digital coming in, um, but I also see the behavior of people changing. Uh, like you said, with more options and more people, I think, entertaining, just eating a different level of food. Like where before I would assume, and this is a purely assumption, you know, something like a, you know, fast food would be you know reign supreme in terms of amounts where now there's a lot more you know people out there giving options that are almost you know neck and neck with pricing i mean fast food right now is at an all-time high considering all the fees and everything like you know you're you're getting value meals at you know upwards to double digits at least wow so you know so now it's it's crazy equal playing field i mean yeah. and considering all the little fees i mean you've dealt and we've talked about mm-hmm. doordash and all the other you know companies those are just going to continue to evolve they're never going to leave um and i think it's just going to be dependent on the food culture they could disappear yeah. if people you know don't require yeah. that but i think at this point they will evolve with what the people demand they exactly they I, I read a story the other day uh shell shell gas company mm. Uh, I always thought it was a weird name, but you know, you never think about it more than that. You know what that thing started at? That company started as but an antique store, or like sense. a like a tchotchkes kind of, of store that sold seashells. Yeah. And then over the years, you know, they transferred to this business because that's what their people are buying, and then yeah. they transferred to that, and then eventually they got into oil and stuff just because they saw the need. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's what you but said. That, well, that's one of so many companies that mm-hmm. end up like that. You know, everyone I'm sure knows at least one company that has made like, oh yeah, that thing. Yeah, they have that weird name because they started as like a plant buyer and yeah. now they like kill plants. You know? Yeah, there was one I just heard about. Same idea. Same thing. Yeah, started as something like totally nonchalant, mm-hmm. and then they just followed the needs. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Amazon. Oh, a bookstore. Exactly. <laughs> the same thing. Come on, man. Who's a bookstore? <laughs> now I could buy toilet it? paper off of that. Yeah, they can buy anything. Yeah. Literally from A to Z. Mm-hmm. That's the smile. See? Or the era, I mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of outdoor dining thing, it's cool to see, like, this restaurant across from us. How it's, yeah. Like, Shouts out Revolution Wine and Kitchen, yeah. downtown Sacramento. Yeah, outdoor seat. It looks good. I mean, it's a good look. It's cool. Yeah. It's a good look for the city. Everyone driving past mm-hmm. right now is probably like, oh, man, I wish I wasn't driving. I yeah. wish I could just stop and eat. It's a type of energy. Like, you see people out. You see people conversing. It's like healthy. Mm-hmm. Especially for, like I said, what we've been going through the last couple of years. This is a nice shot on the arm. Uh, it's very, uh, you know, up in the air. But I think that uncomfortableness with things going forward is, I think, necessary. As it, I think it always should be. I don't think we ever really sit, you know, comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think it, things just continue yeah. to evolve. They're never going to be perfect. But yeah. in the food the industry, changing constantly. variables forever. Um, what else did I see? Can you imagine how many things are, are by like the 40 standard are perfect today mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we think are like bad? Yeah. Yeah, that's you true. I mean? Yeah, like, that's I very true. Water on demand. Mm-hmm. You think the people in like 1880 had water on demand? They'd, no. They were probably like, that's perfect. No. Yeah. What else could you need? Yeah. Now I'm like, water on demand, that's basic human right. Yeah. You know? it's, not even, it's not even fresh enough. I want yeah. fresher. Yeah. I want, <laughs> I, and I want it iced yeah. on demand. I want it cold. I want it cold out the yeah. tap. You know what I want? I also want something from imported 
Yeah. Some imported snack right now. That is true. Yeah. And they and and we've developed a culture yeah. and a situation that actually allows it. Yeah. And that's what's it's even stranger. That's why I, I I can't really put my finger on how this all works, but um, it is, you know, definitely a constant motion situation where things yeah. just keep on. Nothing will ever be perfect because yeah. the needs are always different. Yeah. And it's vast. Yeah. It's vast. So many people. Yeah. yeah. But don't don't let that be defeating. Yes. See that as like the reality and that you can improve each day and that that's awesome. Mm -hmm. There's always another chance to be a little bit better than you were the day before. Every day is the new challenge, especially Mm -hmm. in food. It's ever so changing. Yeah. Um, What else did I see? Starbucks uh, unionizing soon. Amazon. Oh, union, also. Uh, first Amazon Union. In really? Staten Island or somewhere in New York. Mm. Huge victory. Interesting. That's, that's, so what's your take on that? That's going to change the game. Okay, see, so because I was reading that on the Starbucks end, but I I didn't even know that Amazon was going on. I didn't hear about on. the Starbucks one. Okay, uh, so maybe I did hear about that. Starbucks that one's is also close. on the East Coast, right? Some, yes. Some play, I think yeah. they did. Okay, see, so. I think they did. What uh, do you think, that's changing the game. What do you sure. think is the indication of that move? What would the implications or the indications? Uh, implications. Implications. Uh, well, the implications for Amazon. That's bad. That's mm. bad for Amazon as mm. a, as a company, considering uh, I, I know secondhand. One of the cooks I have right now uh, was just working at Amazon before he came to me, and he, you know, he did it, and he's a super hard working type of guy. And but he was like sucked. It was ass. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I got told all this thing, and then like no one else had to do it, but we were required but they weren't even they didn't even care that other mm. people didn't do it even though it was required and then his was probably the same story as so many people he worked there a couple of weeks got fed up with the their demands and quit and mm. so amazon's that tells me that amazon's business model or i've heard enough examples of that was like and from what bezos has said about like i don't care about people like whatever yeah. he, he was flipping them turning and burning yeah right use them for a couple of weeks whatever yeah and that was sustainable for mm-hmm. sure, but now with a union, mm-hmm. you can't turn and burn people anymore because mm-hmm. unions have different rights and can fight against you and They're can very go unstruck, and you can't just fill their spot. That's yeah. like uh, I have another cook who came from FedEx, mm. and you know he saw guys that would just sleep their whole shift, wouldn't even would just show up 30 minutes late, clock mm-hmm. in on time, and sleep the whole time, do nothing, mm-hmm. nowhere, and got paid. Yeah. That's the strength of a union, like of an established union. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the negative side of it. But the positive is that it stops, you know, Big uh, business bigger, bigger corporations of just like taking advantage of mm-hmm. people, you know, because uh, I don't, and I don't even know if it is reality anymore that you like work in a factory and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the world is too different for that now, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't be able just to abuse a human workforce like that. Yeah. yeah, see, and that goes along the lines with what I was talking about, like things being digital, things kind of going there. Because you don't think for a second that we're pushing towards a possible idea of fulfillment centers being 100% robotic. I've never been a fulfillment to, center, too. but I mean, I could assume so. And I think what... I don't see why it couldn't, right? That's what I'm saying. What the human aspect is, like I think about this when I thought about uh, like Lyft and Uber when it first came out. And now it's evolved to DoorDash and all that. All that is, to me, is just data collecting through human, you know, mm-hmm. things. Because people are driving, they're locked in, so that's just all data. And yeah. then as they continue to You know where work, people are going, going Exactly. Coming. How long, yeah. And then what how long happens. to the self-driving car yeah. does it. And it's already in place. So all the data is being sold. Businesses are acquiring data. And they're never out there in public saying it. But clearly, any business that's, uh, you know, going into all digital form, whether it's delivery services, anything like that, drivers right now that's a very you know antiquated task where you know driving delivering it's old school like they've been doing this shit since horse and buggy even times before but now having you know the option of digitizing the union thing is fascinating to me because i i i land on i see both as good in certain parts and then bad ultimately that's i'm more of the, yeah i'm more of the union i'm like i used to work for a union it i don't understand it um i get it but uh, I'm more on the side of, like, with Starbucks specifically, that's definitely going to change the game. I'm curious to know if any of that extra, you know. Yeah, now people are going to be like, what, yeah. career baristas at Starbucks? That's that's kind of where I'm kind of, that was never supposed to be a thing. That's, no, that's supposed like to be a, a cycle-through yeah, situation. Yeah, like oh, I'm, I'm going to school mm-hmm. or finishing high school. I'm going to community college. Let me work for, I think that's, like, 
the best part about big business, right? Yes. Is that they have the capacity to like get someone for and have them work for three, four years and, and leave. Yeah. And then get the next person. Well, because and, the tasks are so, you don't so need to simple. be, yeah, you don't have to have any experience. That's, well, that's why they're all looking into a computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is, uh, yeah, I'm with you on the on the union thing. Like, I'm for it, but only so far. Because mm-hmm. then, it, then it gets out of control. Yeah. And that's just the reality of how it goes. It's never like, oh, we'll be good. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you'll be good until the guy that started the union retires. And then, like, mm-hmm. the next guy. Is like, well, I'm going to take a step further. And but then see, the that's why, yeah. Step, and then you end up with, mm-hmm. you know, people at FedEx sleeping all day. Well, something that you didn't sign up for as a union yeah, thing, but you got to pay dues. Yeah, yeah and then you got to pay dues. It's like a low, it's like a having a form of government in your business. Yeah, it, it's exactly what it is. I mean, you're voting a lead guy to represent yeah, you, yeah. and you have to abide by that, and you can't do anything because yeah. you're beholden to the union. Yeah. See, and that's what Even I'm if, thinking like, in my the head. Teachers had mm-hmm. wanted to be teaching; they couldn't. Yep, they were not allowed. Like if they all wanted to go on strike one day, you ain't getting coffee, you ain't getting no deliveries, and that's kind of what we're subjugated to. I mean, think about it. Like uh, recently, uh, school districts—I uh, forgot out here—were on strike. Yeah, yep. we're on strike yep. for the not that long, and it was in, Still in seven yeah, days, exactly six yes. days. Come on, man! Five of them children's school days. Come on, man! And that's this all union. And from what I heard, inside sources—I don't know if this is legit or not. It was all just for like, you know, some janitorial and some of the, you know, not necessarily teachers, but it was just more of a, you know, some of the outside workers in for that six day thing. And if you're a teacher or not, you have no say. You're paying dues yeah. and you're not into those decision making things. It was crazy. Mm. That was, every time that happens with the teachers and mm-hmm. I'm like, that blows my mind because I don't have kids. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do know from when I worked at a school, like parents go to work. They're not just, especially now that people are actually physically going back mm-hmm. to work. It's not like not just telecommuting at home or like yeah. you know i can only imagine if i had a kid like i can't just not be at the restaurant mm-hmm. so then what, what do i do to those eight hours that i was counting on like you know yeah to at least have my like, kid being here well, i just park mm-hmm. them at the bar and be like sit there see and those are the kind of things i think inheriting uh, inheriting kind of weird problems like that because then now you get into a situation where it's these not not to demean any of those industries like uh food uh service uh, coffee service great industries no uh, but they aren't protected exactly this is like mm -hmm. what do you do then yeah but as i said it's like yo i think the precedence at least this is just my opinion these are pass through things if you want to stay in this business you stay in it willfully but clearly these instruments are made for people with no experience and it's kind of a it's just a service industry and I don't. I think having a union and kind of doing that, I think, gives it a. I I don't see any benefit. But my what my concern would be is, does this, like I said about the RFID chips, it's like, will this matriculate into, you know, would this inspire other people? And we should unionize. Like, well, I. What is it? My we were talking about work the other day, and and my staff was like, we're gonna. Yeah, I was like, go ahead. This business will cease to exist the second you do that. Yeah. And like. You know, they were joke. We they were totally joking. Of course, but uh, and I was, you know, I was laughing when I responded. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, if mm-hmm. they did use it nice, my business would disappear immediately. Yeah, I, I would just fold. I wouldn't even try. Yeah, because I would just give up. Because I'd be like, look, that's fine. You mm-hmm. guys totally have that. I'm not gonna. And I told yeah. them, I was like, if you guys ever want to unionize? I would not stop you. Yeah, I would not. I would do. I would do nothing to mm-hmm. get in your way i wouldn't help you yeah you know but just know if you ever do not as you not using a threat just as a reality this business will cease to exist mm-hmm. the second that union is created mm-hmm. and fine you have it but you work for nothing yeah exactly you know because that's mm-hmm. the reality see and that's what i was thinking and that's about what the worry of the matriculation down the ladder see, is. and that's what i was thinking about i remember uh years ago when the 15 dollars an hour uh, conversation kind of sprouted up a lot of uh, restaurants were definitely not on board with it. Um, but, you know, clearly it's kind of evolved to that now where yeah. these industries have become that. And you hear strange stories, more more one-offs, like, oh, somebody just went part-time so they could still get benefits, but now making higher. I mean, humans will figure out a way to fuck something good up. Yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. all what it is. We, we Everyone's going to look for their loophole. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, because when you ever hear unionizing, that – that term, at least from my understanding for as long as I've been in the food industry, that creeps its head out when you hear stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Amazon did it. You know what? We should unionize, too. Go ahead. Dude, and that's kind of... That's your right. Mm-hmm. Oh, it totally I, I is. I tell people, go ahead, do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you're an adult, yeah. and there will be repercussions. Mm-hmm. Some will be good, and mm-hmm. some will be bad. Yeah. 
that's the that's uh, how that term you know that term is not inherently negative or or good no exactly it just it is it is what it is yeah you know you choose to go mm. to here and mm-hmm. get coffee you're gonna pay extra yeah the coffee's gonna be good yeah that's a good mm-hmm. you're gonna pay for it that's a bad yeah you know, so. i mean we're constantly moving up i was yeah. reading another report they were talking about you know projections i think the uh, usda was talking about at least during the year this year going forward prices will continue to increase i think across the board everything's about five seven percent around there i mean i'm just throwing out dumb numbers i'm not you know this is a podcast for idiots in the industry or idiots that know this stuff we're just winging these numbers but if i'm standing corrected here it's five to seven percent at least as of right now that prices are up across the board uh, okay. and then usda that. you know, projects it at least for the continued year yeah. that it'll continue well, totally. to rise because and that's what's fascinating, why? yeah. Because people keep voting for minimum wage to go up. Boom. There's there's probably the biggest one. Boom. But in that, that forces the farms to raise their price. Mm-hmm. So not only does my minimum wage go up that I have to pay people, mm-hmm. I then pay more for the food that I'm getting. And so you it's pay like more for dope. eating that so, food. And then I, you have to get charged more. Because mm-hmm. it's not like my bills go down. No. You just voted for my bills to go up. Yep. So I'm just supposed to make less? Yes. You know? See, and that's what makes it interesting not for the restaurant industry. Are not nonprofits. No, see, so why? And this is what's strange. Restaurants are, I've, and I've said this plenty of times. It's like the backbone of the United States. Yeah. Like restaurants are everywhere. It is the epitome. They're the lifeblood of a city. Exactly. So now, when these things are happening, and those will be the ones that are most scrutinized because. Man, I go to this is my establishment, the people that work there from my neighborhood, and the conversations being, man, this is too expensive and this and that. And we're just bickering amongst each other, and there's no kind of, okay, stop. What is happening? <laughs> then, yeah. like you said, if you break it down like there's that, no like, yeah, clearly, if something's going up, everything's going to go up. Side of their mm-hmm. choice. They're just like, no, that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it is good. Theoretically. I, I think it's great. Amazing. But mm-hmm. how many times does it have to happen in a row for you to realize something else is here? And it, and like, why? Why every couple of years do we have to raise minimum wage again? Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, because everything costs more. Mm-hmm. So the businesses charge more. Mm-hmm. So people don't have enough to like pay their rent and go out to eat anymore. So then we raise minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then the restaurant has to charge more. Then your rent doesn't cover enough. So what do we? Let's just raise minimum wage. It's constant. Like, it, constant. It's like a constant circle. That's just like. Well, everybody's looking for pointless. someone to blame, but it's yeah. like you it's go like, if you think about it. It yeah. comes from as simple as. Well, you gotta, you know, if you're not making enough, you can't just like tell the government they gotta fix it. Mm-hmm. The government just sets the rules of the game. Yeah. And you wanna change the rules of the game, fine, it's not gonna fix your problem. No. Okay? The only yeah. way to fix your problem is for you to like, I'm gonna go get educated or I'm gonna go to a different career and spend five years being someone's apprentice and then I'm gonna start my own thing. Yeah. You know, there's no other way mm, yeah. that I know of. If you don't like what Every it is, you, you just go to something else. the lottery. Sure. Yeah. Okay. One. Yeah. One person. One, that's like, don't even think of that mm-hmm. as a solution, okay? Because it's not. Yeah. But see, know? that's why I think now we get into the talking point of this isn't, ultimately to me, this isn't uh, about money per se. I think I'm more stressing on the idea of culture, lifestyle. Uh, me too. Because that is ultimately what it really comes down to and if we set these precedences and you know we get caught up in well you know um, uh yeah that feels good so we should pay more for that when it becomes that then it becomes really messy because we're starting to get into this tangled web mm-hmm. and things are across the board going up and no one knows specifically how and why but if you really just sit down and think about it you're like well obviously that this and that okay that isn't that hmm Okay, what was it before? Oh, these jobs were barely minimum wage. And people got mad because they worked hard and then they didn't get a lot. But then you're not supposed to be here forever. And the people that are, that's the thing. You don't get into the industry to make money. If any industry, you go in there because you're passionate about it, because this is your life's work. You'd be fine cooking till the day you die. The people that are in an industry that are about it, that's, I would assume, how they view it. But anybody that's coming in for money, it's such the weirdest thing. Yeah. It's like you horrible. don't go in for do money. Do something else. Yeah, There's do something much else. easier ways to make money. Hardest job ever. Like you're yeah. working crazy hours. You work with knives. You work with fire. You're on your feet all day. It, it, it sets you, you up for no time yeah, for no doctors. No time for no doctors. And, and you don't get paid a lot. So to make the argument that you should get paid, 
I'm I'm not a big proponent of it. I understand it, but at the end of the day, if you can't make a living and you can't finagle your way to top spot or whatever, that's not the industry for you. Yeah, and that's I really think it's it. A, I think being a cook is a job that should pay slightly above minimum wage. Yeah, slightly. Slightly. And then you, you work your way up skill. from there. Mm-hmm. It is a skill, and if you're good at it, you should get a little bit. You know. Yeah. You're not like a basic basic worker with no skills, mm-hmm. but you know, are you gonna get paid? Hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year? No, no, because no, no, because the what, business what itself is not even making table? that. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's I think people just like want to get rich, but it's like, okay, but like, what are you doing to get there? Mm-hmm. Are you just like, you just show up and make recipes that mm-hmm. someone else wrote? Like mm-hmm. robots can do that. Yeah. Are you the one paying for the the bills yeah. of the building or and you, building the produce and like, all that? <laughs> what extra? You know, so every once in a while, one of them will come up and like, oh, I'm, think, I'm like, okay. We can talk about you getting a raise, but, like, why do you deserve it? Yeah. Well, I show up to work on time. I'm like, those are basic. Yeah. Those are. That actually keeps your job. Yeah. And working for a while. Like, so, but what are you doing in extra? Mm -hmm. Are you significantly making my day easier? Do I have to, like, when you're not here, just not watch you? Yeah. That makes my day easier. Exactly. Okay, you should get paid more for that. Yeah. Do you, uh, if you see someone else making mistakes and step in instead of telling me you're just like hey man that's not the way we do things or do you go in the dining room and clear stuff you know and Being assertive. are you doing extra or yeah. are you just doing your job are you taking you all of our scraps and turning yeah. it into like an appetizer oh that's yeah. okay cool we could we could negotiate something here yeah. but besides that i mean yeah, yeah. It, the basis of the business extra, is this yeah. you don't get extra money mm-hmm. But there's a sense of entitlement all of a sudden because the narrative of how living wage i don't know where that shit came from but uh, yes and no like you know like working in frisco like I, you live there i live there like I live there for like below the money i really needed exactly i was sleeping on a mattress off the street like i'm like and so what this is just so what life is i gotta work it, was it like, out it was like we were paying for schooling that's how that's yeah. how i treated it yeah you know i wasn't getting paid that great but i was learning learning and that a was lot my extra mm-hmm. payment learning shit for life and i think that's yeah. my argument for cooking in general is I would never regret anything that I've been through and all my experiences because the skill set is for life. Mm-hmm. And as strange as that sounds, yeah. that's the antiquated skill set. Yeah, none of it. It's like you pay to go to school. Mm-hmm. This is like, yeah, being young and working in a restaurant is like paying to go to school kind of. Mm-hmm. But instead of paying the school, the school is paying you and then there's outside expenses. Mm-hmm. You're still working for sure. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're a worker, but, but you're you, learning. you have to really be aware of all the things that are you're gaining you're not just getting paid it's like this guy who's been making puree for 30 years just taught you showed you how to do it and is there every day to show you again till you can get it just the way that he did it instead of you taking it 30 years it took you a month Mm -hmm. so he's compensated for that knowledge by the business and the business is having him share that to you mm-hmm. as compensation extra you know yeah i think that's a more healthy mindset to approach things yeah you know and don't let a business like oversell you on that like oh well we teach you so much and yeah. you're like if it's not worth anything to you don't take the job yeah don't take the job yeah because this job free is market. free market boom yeah. back to free market there you go well, <laughs> and that's like back to my point like make it to say are we a free market or are we not yeah and like you said and like we talk about it's both there's there's goods for both you know what i'm saying and as it should be i think yeah. you know um what else is happening um, i think it's just being stupid so but i don't know i just don't like you know me i hate the government <laughs> but as as things continue yeah. on and that's what i start to learn more as we have these good things but, but they rarely do part. they rarely do they so rarely, rarely do. celebrate them come on you can't and celebrate something them. like that we pay them a shit ton so we pay high taxes here folks it's like you know i don't hire a plumber out and just or, or comcast i'm dealing with comcast right now with yeah. my internet's been like kind of spotty and like i told the like today they were supposed to come out and they never showed up so best believe they're gonna get a phone call and yeah. be like hey uh you guys never showed up like i pay you uh this is unacceptable mm-hmm. you know what are you gonna do about it they might they might say nothing and i'm in a situation where i'm kind of trapped i don't really have a choice to go away from them yeah you know uh, but that's you know i could move you know that's within my right in the but free that market sucks but because you like you're paying and it's like, what the fuck yeah. am I paying for? Yeah, but what am I paying for? Yeah. So, and that's exactly the same way I treat the city. Yeah. When I see, you know, a pothole in the road never be fixed, mm-hmm. and I call and they're like, oh, we didn't know about it. That's one thing. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You know, it's a big city, but 
you know, when they say, or when you see some large thing broken and you're like, what am I paying for? This has been broken for three months. Mm -hmm. Nah, get someone out here now. Or Uh hey, this system that you have in place Mm -hmm. sucks. Put it on the ballot so we can change this thing. See? So hold your hold the people that you're paying accountable for your money. That's what, But see, that's what's strange is like that conversation. I mean, it probably does happen more often than not, but it's something that isn't to me as frequent because I think these things just kind of go on and we're just okay with it. And the only reason why we talk about it, and I always bring this up, is because we are in the capital of yeah. the no, greatest country city. on earth, <laughs> apparently, is California. So that's why it's such a interesting topic because this state capital is right there. So things are going to go down. It's going to go down there, and we see how big and strong the government is. I mean, yeah. think about it. Downtown, up until now, I mean, now some restaurants are opening up for lunch. Mm-hmm. Easily, just what happened the last couple of years, that crippled an entire industry yeah. just because of lunch crowd. Yeah. And that's all state workers. And my argument is always state workers don't go back. There. Exactly. They're trying to. Yeah. I think, the ci- I think our mayor has made the city employees go back on like a rotational and part of one of the reasons was like to help re-stimulate the economy in downtown but that's so strange it's like so we're paying these people's wages and then they're giving it back to us only to give it back to them yeah why don't we just keep our money exactly so that's why it's like have less of that if they're all working from home and somehow we've been able to still be okay yeah one to me then there must be a lot of state workers that may not be necessary and then on top of that, how do we dwindle down? There's definitely unnecessary state workers. I mean, we all know this already. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I, I don't know how many times I said if the state was a business, it'd go out of business. But they don't ever get audited. No. And they freely get money from us. Un- they get audited by themselves. Yeah, if that. What a that, great system. If that. That's yeah. why you never get, like, a full printout. And it doesn't make yeah. sense. And I'm only coming to this conclusion now. I didn't realize that. I've heard the joke before. They're like, yeah, they don't they get audited. They just take the money and then they tell you weird figures. But you can't compute how much money they're actually getting because if you calculate the percentage of tax in the state, how many people, and that's even wonky because we're in California. We don't know how many people are actually on yeah. record as being part of uh, the state. We don't. And then, well, and you then, know, you know <laughs> some people have out of state residencies Boom. and stuff like that. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so complicated. It's hard to keep track of. That's why I'm always in fo- favor of my little flat tax thing, just mm-hmm. across the board. It'll suck for some people, it won't suck for other people. Mm-hmm. But then the government would have, you know, it'd be clear. Yeah. You know, and then I figured that they would have the money to do what they have to do for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and then the people who it hurts more, maybe they just qualify for more benefits. Yeah, I think all the programs in place, I mean, you know, have their function, but I think we're just kind of, I think they're, we're out of touch with the amount of government, you know, entities there are, you know, dwindling in all things. And just we're just talking about food, like we just talked about, simply just water, sewer, yeah. health department. Yeah. I mean, I haven't Some seen health department like two years and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with them. Yeah, I'm still paying their wage. I just recently had my first real health inspection, and even then, it was kind of real. Really? Since before pandemic. So how was that? The difference between that versus pre-pandemic. Or so any pre-pandemic, you'd get like, uh, what was it? It was four a quarter, or f- uh, four, once a quarter, four a year. Yeah. And uh, it was an in-depth health inspection to come through, check everything. You know, what people don't realize is they're not just like checking the food. They're also checking the facilities. Like, when I turn on the hot water Bathroom, tap, does it have water. hot water? Yep. Does it also have a handle? Yeah. You know, where are the, where are the sinks and how are they located mm-hmm. and how does stuff drain into them? Mm-hmm. You know, where's the soap stored? You know, not just is this food dead or not. They don't even care, really. No. Yeah. That's like one of the things they don't care about. They, they police all the systems to prevent that. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then during the pandemic, I think I saw the health inspector one time mm-hmm. and they came in and they handed me a piece of paper and it was like, are you guys all, uh, you know, uh, washing your hands? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, all right, see you later. Yes. That was like pretty much it and they're like and you know i think they asked me what the temperature danger zones were and, and as a person it. in charge i just had to say it and they're like cool all right see you later yeah what happened yeah and <laughs> then the most recent one i had she noted a bunch of stuff she was like oh this really shouldn't be like that and i was like okay change it and mm-hmm. uh, this and and i was like so what 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 are you putting on my health report and she was like oh basically the same as the pandemic now we're just kind of writing everything down for you and i was hmm. like so, so wasting same, my same. time yeah and then also it's not like 
you know, we're still paying for this health inspection. Yeah. Oh, I pay for it. Yeah. It's Dude, not we're, like the city just comes in. It's we're all like, paying for it. It's not like our tax money isn't enough for them. Mm-hmm. It's like in addition to getting paid through taxes, there's also a fee that gets collected every time they show up mm-hmm. that they charge me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's see. crazy. That is mafia that's, tactics. That's double dipping for sure. It is. I mean, that's like anything else, just fees on top of fees on top of fees. But it's strange, though. If you don't know anything outside of California, that's just par for the course. But kind of realize you're out in other places. You're like, what? You guys don't have no somewhere else. Because I feel like I'd get I'd be like, what? Yeah, I'm moving here today. I mean, that's kind of the mass exodus that's happened the last couple of years. I think that plays a proponent for anybody in the industry. I mean, we did see a downturn in a lot of businesses and and rightfully so. I think it is a natural, you know, reset, a natural cleansing that's happening. Um, and then with the you know influx of a lot of different businesses that take advantage of the opportunity to you know have their hand in this new game with the new rule set, totally fine, totally understandable. But I mean, like you said, it's like in California specifically, a lot of red tape, a lot of fees, and you just try to make sense of it all. And you're like, damn man, like out of anybody, like we are the ones getting, getting screwed out here. Like what is going on? Like, yeah. and this is the one it's of the few businesses that have it. Yeah, you and I. Oh well, of course, yeah. And it's not just the businesses mm-hmm. we work for. That's yeah. what like. I don't think everyone's like fully grasped that. It's like, it's not just you as a person that's getting taxed into oblivion. Mm-hmm. If you're getting Everybody. taxed, that means your neighbor's getting taxed mm-hmm. into oblivion. And if your neighbor, that means your third neighbor and your fourth mm-hmm. neighbor. And that, so that means your community. Everybody you see. And in your community is the businesses around you. Yeah. And if you think that they're not paying taxes, you're out of your mm-hmm. mind. They're paying more. So it's like, yeah, we're just always looking for some more accountability. And I think that hopefully that comes to a head. Maybe at some point down the road, maybe there is a big discussion being had. Um, And maybe numbers do turn out and be like, hey, you know what? Stop this. Because how far is this going to go? Are we talking about $10 gas, $10 pound Mm -hmm. lettuce? Are we talking about because at what point does it stop? And you know how my thing is, they know we like it slow. At what point do we like, oh, okay, okay, stop, 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 stop. But we're not there yet for some reason. No. People no, are just like, well, what are you going to do? Inflation. Man, the war. Man, whatever the excuse people are putting out there, clearly it's not enough for people to be outraged. At, I, I don't know. know what that price is, but it feels like it's going to continue to go up. So that's what's strange. Yeah, I, I, I mean, maybe the people moving out is what it is, but mm. there's still plenty. Clearly, there's still plenty of people here for them to keep oh, raising prices. There's people coming in. Yeah, that's what's even faster strange. Faster than are leaving. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I forget what you're reading in the headlines, folks. Yes, people are leaving, and yes, people are coming. That number, mysterious at this point. California, who knows how many people they live here at this keep point? Track of it. Fuck no. How can you? Yeah, with the amount of people the who aren't on. Yeah, thank you. That's what I'm saying. Economy's big, and we're paying shit ton of taxes. A lot of money coming in, a lot of money going out, and no audit system, and government has a hand in it. I'm not saying it's nefarious by any means. It's just a system that we all kind of loosely agreed upon. And now, as things go forward, depends on what we're going to do culturally, if that's ever going to, you know, have us in question. Because I think that's when it becomes, let me talk to my community. Let's figure out, like, hey, what's going on with you? What are you seeing? You know what? Hey, let's talk to, you know, there is something going on. When's the next meeting? Let's just all go over there and just, hey, excuse me, I just got a couple questions here. You know what I'm saying? Those meetings exist. They They Every week, every month, they're out. They even televise them. I mean, what's going on? We have to participate. That's true. You, that's, that's why if you're not part of the solution, you're part actively part of the problem. Yeah. See, I don't know, go, so I'll admit I'm not out there. But then I again, I'm of the thinking, I, I just care. need to get my shit in order first, do my part. Hopefully, I could spurn change. And I think it comes in a minority thing. I don't know if you ever heard of this in, in way in with this kind of whole thing. The 100 monkey theory. Have you heard of that one? No. I think it's 100. 100 or 1,000. Forget. Basically, monkeys on an island. Uh, one, they were trying to you know eat, drink coconuts. And one of them was like... You know, they're in sand, and they're like, oh, it's all sandy and stuff. One started figuring out to wash it. Another one was like, okay, I'll wash it. Soon before you know it, once that 100th one did it, then everybody did it. So the change doesn't have to be on a massive scale. I think it's really in a small number. Uh, Everything is big, is small, and everything, right? It's Mm -hmm. like if you hold the door open Mm -hmm. for someone, someone else, they'll they'll be like, I'm going to hold it. That that Mm -hmm. felt nice. I'm going to do that for someone else. Mm -hmm. And then... Then holding the door open becomes standard. So yep. then we move on to the next nice mm-hmm. thing. And it happens small. Momentum, man. The it's same like thing that, that yeah. like the bad things, we take it slow. The good things, if you do it slow, everyone will buy in. Mm-hmm. But for everyone to buy in, that means you have to buy in. Yeah, and that's First. where it starts. Yeah. And clean your room. P, clean your room. tell them what they got to hear. 
listen to listen. Mm. Be kind to your neighbor. As it gets hotter, definitely drink your water. Ooh, hydrate, folks. Yeah, I think mm. I'm, it's almost time for the two-gallon-a-day step. It's getting hot mm-hmm. enough. I don't know. What else do I usually say? Listen be to kind. listen. Be kind. Vote with your dollar. Vote with your dollar. Yes. Oh, yeah. Especially now because be aware. there's a lot of dollars out there to be spent. Yeah. Yeah, and be mindful of that. And if you don't feel, and you know, do your do your own research, come up with your own opinion, and stand behind it on oh, all be levels. Patient. Be, be patient. Pa- with oh, yourself. be so patient. Yeah. Yes, it's okay to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just as long as you address it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Mm. Thank you, P. Always Food Junkie Radio episode something something something. something Boom. Something.